Welcome to Cat Ladies in the Making with me, Christina. And me, Christina. We'll be discussing our experiences surrounding fitting in or not, female topics, health, and everything in between. Why, Cat Ladies? Stay tuned to find out. Welcome back to Cat Ladies in the Making. It is 2022, it's January, it's freezing cold. And today we're talking about a really important topic, which is the smear for smear campaign. So again, one for the ladies. And to kick us off in the new year, Christina, how was your Christmas and did anything funny happen to you recently? Okay, I'll not talk about Christmas because for reasons we cannot say on here. Uh, (laughs) No, but uh, I've got a funny story or marginally funny, I don't know. So my number one priority at the moment is learning how to drive, even though I do have a license. Mm-hmm. I never really drove, so I don't know how to drive. So I, Scary. Uh, yeah, I know. I took a, a few driving lessons back home, and the number one thing that my mum told me not to do is drive her car. So she was like, "Don't get in my car. Don't you ever think about getting in my car?" And of course, the first thing I did once she was gone is I got in her car. And this is like a typical teenager. <laughs> it is, yeah. And the, the funny thing is, within I think. The first day that I did that, um, I ended up scratching her wheel cap. Yeah, and it wasn't even <laughs> it wasn't even on the road with a, like an um, uh, how do you say op- opposite traffic. So it was like a one way road. Oh no! On yeah, no, yeah, no oncoming traffic or whatever. Uh, so I was the only car there, and I managed to scratch it. How? On the pavement. <laughs> Yeah, I was concentrating, <laughs> concentrating really hard to be in the middle of the <laughs> of the road, <laughs> and there was a pavement, and I ended up scratching it there. So you weren't concentrating hard enough. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just not very good at it. Yeah, the, the driving instructor said that my um, yeah, the way I manage the lane, yeah, like it's never gonna be good. <laughs> I'll always have that problem that I'm not centre in the lane. <laughs> Remind me never to get in a car with you. <laughs> what about you? Gosh. What happened to you? Okay, so I was walking along London, as you do on a day-to-day basis. And you know sometimes when you like you kind of catch your foot and you do a little trip and you're like, oh, okay, I'm fine. Uh-huh. Yeah, this time I couldn't save myself. <laughs> I realised. I was like mid fall and I was like, oh fuck, I'm falling. Oh, there's nothing I can do about it. And it took ages. It felt like it took ages for me to finally land flat faced onto the pavement. And then I just lay there for a bit because I felt like I was in shock. I was like, oh, I've actually fallen over. Um, And then, yeah, I got up and I looked around and no one was around me, luckily. Okay, so no one saw this. Yeah, well, I was in South Bank, so (laughs) I was half expecting someone to come and pick me up, but no one came. (laughs) So so I got up and looked around, and people were, like, too far behind me. Uh And um, that that was me falling over. Okay, nice. Uh, how, How tall are you? Five foot five? Yeah, you made it sound like you were like six foot seven, and you're falling over. It was so long until my face hit the floor. (laughs) <laughs> but it was slow motion that's how it felt like I could feel it was happening but there was nothing I could do about it uh, okay <laughs> interesting maybe people can relate 
But when was the last time you fell over, like proper fell over? I I can't remember. I yeah, was three. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't happen in life unless you're drunk, and then you can't remember it, anyways. It's true. It's true. So yeah, I think the last time I fell over before then was like when I was fourteen at school. Mm, okay. Yeah. So that was my week. Good. Good week. Good week. <laughs> yeah. Shall we dive into uh, into the into the topic? Yes. So get started more of a serious one this year this week this month (laughs) yeah this month yeah january um okay so i did some research so in june 2021 so not that long ago um i read this article in the private practice journal and it had some key facts as you do (laughs) sorry (laughs) did you know i could see that it's a key (laughs) <laughs> Can you read <laughs> the private practice <laughs> It wasn't mine, but I, I saw it and I thought, and I Got saw all that the there... issues in her bedroom for the last five years, <laughs> hoarding them, <laughs> all leading up to this podcast. Okay, yeah, go on. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, as I was saying, I read it. And they were saying the um, number of 25 to 29-year-old women diagnosed with cervical cancer has risen to 59.2% in the last 10 years. And they said in 2018, 1 million women didn't attend their smear test appointment, which equates to 1 in 5 women. And they estimated that if every woman attended each appointment that they're supposed to, 83% 83% of cervical cancer cases would be prevented. Yeah. So the main reason, so they did a study, I don't know how many women were asked, but <clears throat> the feedback from women was they didn't attend because A, they were too embarrassed by their body shape, that was 35%. Mm-hmm. 34% were embarrassed by the appearance of their vulva. And 38% had concerns of not smelling normal. <laughs> okay. So, my question to you is, what do you think about these reasons? Can you relate to them in any way? I think, personally, uh, none of these are reasons why I would avoid going. Mm-hmm. But I can somehow see how that could be a concern for some people. Like, if you are incredibly insecure anyway in your body, then, you know, this is so intimate that, of course, you're going to have um, concerns. Yeah, I am. I can understand it, but I don't feel the same way, if that makes sense. Did you, did you ever have any of those concerns? I wouldn't say... No, I wouldn't say that was my worry. My worry was always more it was going to be painful yes. or that they might find something. But then it's always, or if they find something, the whole point, that's the reason why you're going. Exactly. But I would, I don't know if I'd be exactly embarrassed, embarrassed by my body shape or the appearance of anything or the smell because it's just being a woman and everyone's like different shapes, different sizes. And I really don't think a nurse is going to care. Yeah. Because um, normally as well, it's a female nurse. So, yeah. so that that's actually an interesting point because 
So you've never been to a male gynecologist? No, I actually haven't, no. I have and, as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so what was that like? Actually, it was the same as a female gynecologist, but I've never been to a nurse. I've always oh. been... I've always had it done by a gynecologist, which okay. for me is like a big difference. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I should try having the smear test done by a nurse um, just to see the comparison. I just don't know. Yeah. I've never had it done by a gynecologist. So this is very interesting to me because in Austria, when you go for a smear test, you go to the gynecologist. Oh. You don't go to your GP. Yeah, it's literally just your local GP and the local yeah. nurse. In a way, that's really good because it makes it more accessible to yeah. people because you don't have to book a separate appointment with someone else. Yeah. So I think that's actually um, a good thing. My my mum said that she had a male gynecologist once and she said that actually she's found that women are actually a bit more rougher than men. And I don't know if that's because maybe a male's very much like oh okay this is you know a female part's body i don't have one and you need to be more yeah more respectful yeah whereas i guess other women might just be like yeah i've got one and yeah this is just a procedure i've gone through it's not that bad but yeah yeah i i think there's no difference between i personally think there's no difference between a man or a woman but i can only compare the man i had in austria and the woman i went to recently here Mm-hmm. And I think they were both the same. I mean, the woman I went to here was lovely. I went, <laughs> I went private, <laughs> just because this is another thing. Actually, a question that I had um, is it because for me the hardest bit is booking the appointment, and the I know what I associate it with, and that it's gonna be a little bit painful and stuff. Mm-hmm. So having everything around this made nice so being in a nice place with a a, a gynecologist um everything is cared for it just makes it to me a little bit more bearable okay do you agree i don't know because i don't know because again i've never had that experience but i guess because i've gone to my own gp it's like i already know where i'm going so i'm not stressed about that I've met the lady, like, now three times, so I'm like, okay, she's not so much of a stranger anymore. Um, But, yeah, I do kind of feel they could maybe just have a bit more of a conversation with you. Like, this time she did actually try to have a conversation because I think she knew I was really nervous, Mm -hmm. and that definitely helped. Um, But I think, yeah, if you had, like, some calming music playing would be quite nice or like before you go in you could have a tea and biscuit or something this is exactly what they had okay. they had like oh do you want any sort of tea and they had all kinds of pucker teas and um yeah it's just very relaxing when you come in the yeah. waiting area there's no one else there you're basically alone oh okay um so it doesn't stress you out so much yeah and have you ever cancelled or just not turned up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't been for years. I'm one of these people. Why? <laughs> so, okay. Basically, I went uh, in Austria. Yeah. And the thing is, I went when I was 16 for my first smear test. Okay. And here, I know it's 25 years old. Yeah. In Austria, it's 18. But I don't know. Maybe that changed um, recently or no idea. But anyway, when I was 16, uh, the first time you go to the gynecologist, 
they take a smear test straight away. Oh, wow, that's young. Yeah, really young. Um, and then I went when I was there to also get the pill because you need to go to get the pill prescribed. So you actually can't get it from your GP. Oh, You okay. have to go to the gynecologist and do the smear test, I think, once a year. Wow, okay. Or I, I'm actually, maybe I'm not right about the once a year smear test, but I know you have to go to the gynecologist for something once a year if you want the pill. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I moved here, I just didn't bother going. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I don't want to go here. First of all, it took me, I think, like five years to register a GP here. So, <laughs> how long between you were 16 and then when was the next age? No, um, I moved here when I was uh, 19. Oh, so you'd had one before you came here? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I think I had an, another one when I was here. Uh, I went back during the summer and I had one. Okay. So I, then, I, But then I probably didn't have one for seven years. Yeah. And there was that, though, okay, is that just the fear of going here, that like going somewhere different? Yeah, it was kind of a fear of going somewhere different. That's why I think the environment to me matters a lot because if I, like, if I went back to my Austrian gynecologist, I would have gone back every year okay. just because I know it. But would you, okay, now that you've had the experience of going here and you. Yeah, I go to the place, same one. And you'd go every. Um, every three years yes I'd go every three years because I know it's uh, not an issue for me now yeah. I know the lady <laughs> I know the place yeah no problem and is there anything you do to like prep yourself before you go there as in like mentally like <laughs> I was going like to say shower <laughs> <laughs> no I, I had a shower for three days when I got here <laughs> I want for them to have an experience as well <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> no literally nothing nothing special for me it's just the normal rock up rock up shower rock up <laughs> you do you do you do anything do you do like i don't know meditation before you go have a glass of vodka i there was once after okay i think it was my first or second smear test it was really bad basically it took five attempts <laughs> five attempts for this nurse to do what she had to do and literally i think after the fourth time she was like do you want to go and have a walk <laughs> calm yourself down she's like just come back in like 10 15 minutes she was like but you're basically i was clenching too much yeah and you know when they're like calm down relax relax i'm like how am i meant to relax <laughs> you're sticking this alien fucking object into me I just there's nothing comfortable about it um so after that time I definitely like I made sure I booked my appointment for um like after work and I drank mm. quite a lot before <laughs> in hopes that it would just relax my <laughs> relax my body a bit and so my mum drove me um no not really <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I think it's just like a mental thing I have and I think, look, when you're um, a woman, or well, when you're a young girl, like, you're often tall. A, from a young age, like, to always, like, close your legs, like, sit with your legs crossed or closed. And then I was you're never all... told that. Oh, okay. I was. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, like, you're always taught about not allowing someone to touch you inappropriately. Yeah. 
And, you know, if you're uncomfortable with something, you know, say it. So then I just think being put in that situation where you're, like, sat in a position you never sit in any <laughs> time in your life. <laughs> then you've got this stranger, basically, and then this alien object. I just think, like, I, yeah, I find it impossible to relax. But, again, I've always gone, and although, like, I find it quite painful, I just think, it's not like embarrassment and pain is not worth dying over because essentially like if you don't catch it soon enough yeah. you could die like exactly. there's going to be a lot more pain and yeah so and it's um yeah when i read about it it's not that it it's not for detecting cancer it's for catching it before it happens yeah right so if you got like some cancerous Cells that could uh, cells that could potentially become cancer. That's what they tell you effectively, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's worth it to Definitely. go. Yeah. I Everyone so. should go. So if you're listening to this and you haven't booked in your smear test and you're due one, <laughs> book yourself in. Yes, and have a drink or go to a private clinic or meditate. There's plenty of apps for that as well now. Just yeah. Bring whatever. a vibrator. I don't know. <laughs> yeah do something um and another thing that i read in this journal (laughs) back to the journal yes so research showed as well that nearly half of any person well woman who has experienced sexual abuse or sexual violence don't attend either and that's Mm. because they find it too invasive or it brings back bad memories yeah and i never knew this like existed right but there is a service called my body back which is uh in london and scotland and so it's for survivors of sexual abuse and basically they offer smear tests contraceptives maternity care sti testing like for people who have experienced sexual abuse okay and so then it's like i think even the first appointment, it's not actually the smear test. I think they just have a chat with you. Okay. And then afterwards you get tea and cake. So anyone that feels that's the reason they don't go, look up my body back. I wanted to ask you, have you heard any horror stories, though? No. Oh, I think I'm always the one who seems to find it the most difficult. <laughs> no, I don't think I've heard, like, a really bad just again people saying quite uncomfortable yeah or painful but nothing um no why have you no but i actually have a funny and embarrassing one at the same time of myself go on so it was actually the first time i went to the gynecologist yeah and um at the time i had like a cyst on one of my ovaries mm-hmm. and um so they, he did like the ultrasound, the internal ultrasound that they also sometimes do if they check you completely. This has nothing to do with the smear test. You told me about this, but how does that work? The, well, they basically stick the dildo into you, yeah. which is the ultrasound bit, and then they have a look. Uh, they have a look around your ovaries and your womb and stuff, and check that there's nothing abnormal. And how long does that last for? That is a bit longer than the smear test. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, because usually they go like, oh, okay, well, look at your right ovary. Oh, where is it? Oh, there it is. So have a look at that. Okay. And then here, the cervix. Uh-huh, okay. So they go around everywhere with this <laughs> with this thing. And there's a lot of like, relax, relax. It's definitely, definitely not one for you. Um, and then you watch it all on the screen. Oh, okay. You I had did, that done. I had... Um, I never know how to say this. The col, the colonoscopy. <laughs> the what? <laughs> it's not a colonoscopy, but it's a colonoscopy. Oh yeah, where the, they check everything. Yeah, what is that? I know how to spell it. I just don't know how to say it. I don't. Obviously, I don't know how to say it. I'm calling it ultrasound. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But basically, my last smear test, which went, I thought pretty well, and I was like, yes, pat on the back. Yeah. I then got a letter to say. Ah, you need to come in for this <laughs> colposcopy or whatever it is. And I was like, for fuck's sake, there's me being like, yay, I've done it. Yeah. And then, yeah, it was one of those and they had a camera on and I was like, I do not need to see my insides. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh and then it, you feel rude because um, my lady, she was like, oh, do you want to watch? I'm like, mm, what can I say? <laughs> You're going to put it on anyway, aren't you? yeah yeah that was really bad actually when they so there's one nurse that's down there doing her stuff yeah and then i don't i had another nurse that just stands by you and holds your hand i don't know if you had that when you went um no and i wouldn't want the nurse to hold my hand (laughs) either (laughs) i had the gynecologist fiddling around down there and explaining the screen to me and then I had the nurse standing next to her oh so the nurse maybe she was meant to stand next to her but she came up to me because I just kept being like like wriggling basically (laughs) and she was like really lovely very funny so I think she was like trying to take my mind off a bit and then like she yeah she was just holding my hand and then I was trying to watch like Instagram stories to take my mind off (laughs) <laughs> and at one point the I guess she was a gynecologist the lady down there she was a bit like uh you're clenching a bit too much as usual and yeah. um, so I don't know if you've got enough of a sample but I think maybe we just need to stop and I was like well if you haven't got enough of a sample does that not mean I have to come back and she's like oh well, it depends on the results if they're you know not if they're neither negative or positive yeah so I was like, no, you go back in there <laughs> and you get the sample <laughs> that you need. I was like, I don't care how painful it is, just go for it. Yeah. And then she did. And then later on, I got Domino's as my treat. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, that's a good tip, actually. Always get a treat. Oh, my God. Definitely. Afterwards, yeah. yeah treat yourself. Yeah. We got a bit sidetracked. But um, I'm going to tell it anyway, because I had that done when I was 16. Yes, right? sorry. So yes. I had that cyst. And um, the first, so I came in and he tried to do it. And he was like, oh, it's a bit weird. So he did it also with his fingers. Uh, yeah. In Yeah, you. he was trying to feel inside what, what's going on. It was a bit weird. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, he said, actually, I can't see anything or feel anything because your stomach is full. So he gave me a laxative. <laughs> and he's like, come back tomorrow. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. I did not know. How How is that interlinked? I don't know. I must have had really, really a lot of food. <laughs> but for it to impact on 
the ultrasound on your ovaries. That yeah. is so odd. Yeah. Oh my god. So when you went back the next day, was it just much like easier? Yeah, it was fine. I just had a full full stomach. <laughs> That's another tip, ladies. Exactly. Don't eat a full meal before you go for your smooth test. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe um, make sure you've been to the loo before you go. Oh, my God. I've never known that before. And there you go. Learn something new every day. <laughs> you know what I think would be really good, but I'm, I'm sure there must be a reason why they don't do it, <laughs> is if they could... You numb you down there from the waist <laughs> like they do with teeth just like just fucking inject you oh god yeah that would be so good if you just couldn't feel anything but, 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 but what would you do how would you get home <laughs> they should have this all in place they should be like you know come first meet us either bring someone with you to take you home or will but, you out <laughs> to the car or the cab either way <laughs> okay that's what they should do that's what they should do okay well maybe <laughs> anyone's listening who works for the nhs who can pitch this stuff <laughs> that's what i would like <laughs> you know uh, one last thing on the smear test yes okay? the thing that i because i hadn't had one for so long i had forgotten but when i <laughs> When I went recently, and I found that so scarring, when they take the sample, it's almost like the the, the, the sound is oh the my, scratchy oh sound. My God. <laughs> like, yeah. What are they scratching with? What is this scraping you? Yeah, it, I know. It's like, am I having like wood in there? I just don't understand <laughs> what, what, what's in there. But I know. It's just it's just insane. See, I think maybe I don't know if it would make it better if they actually showed you what they're no. using. Well, no, no, this is a, another point that I actually I completely disagree with. So uh, this is interesting because at my clinic when I went, yes, what made me super super comfortable is I didn't see any of the equipment. Oh. I sat down. Then the thingy was over me, the the, the, the cloth, the the the, the gown. <laughs> the gown was over me and only when the gown was over me they like got the equipment um to hand Mm -hmm. so i never saw it which i think helps massively because i remember when i first went and i saw that metal spready thing (laughs) oh my god (laughs) and that is traumatizing when you see that yeah but when you don't see it it's fine. I don't know. Would you rather see the equipment? No. <laughs> but some women may prefer to know exactly what's going in to be like, okay, it's not that bad. And actually, the um, speculum, I think that's what they call it, the thing they, the dildo looking thing that they put in you. Yeah. Again, in case women don't know this, there are different sizes. So you can, dependent, like if you're really tall, they should use a longer one. Mm-hmm. Because that time when it took five attempts, <laughs> after fifth attempt, she was like, I'm going to try a longer one on you. And it was so much easier. And she was like, oh, the small one was obviously, yeah, too painful. I don't, I don't that, that makes no sense to me. Why would the longer one be less painful? I don't know, but... It's like long and thin? <laughs> As opposed to short and fat. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. 
But yeah, if you're really struggling, maybe ask the nurse if she can try a different size. Okay, it's a helpful tip. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and just one last thing to say if you have any queries or you just want to read about all of this a bit more, um, if you go on to Joe Cervical Cancers Trust charity, there's loads of information, not just about the smear test, but other things on there. So give that a, a look and a read through. And if anyone wants to subscribe to the <laughs> private practice journal, <laughs> reach out to Christina. She knows exactly <laughs> what to do. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, so um, I have a question for you um, that is a bit more lighthearted. Uh, so imagine that you were arrested, but with no explanation, okay? What would your friends and family think that you <laughs> you were arrested for? Drunk and disorderly. <laughs> but to what extent? Elaborate a bit. Because, I mean, you can be dis- you have been disorderly and not ended up in prison. I think it would be something like I've pushed someone in front of a car. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> you know, drunkenly, like... <laughs> a manslaughter, yeah. Yeah, I think it'd be something like that. Oh, my God, yeah. Because, yeah, when I've playfully violent in the past <laughs> I think that's what my mum for sure would assume like the worst and be like she's killed somebody yeah yeah that mm. would be mine what about yours actually I wrote the question down and I didn't think of an answer <laughs> well um, you've got time to think now Definitely car accident. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, judging, 100%. <laughs> judging by your story earlier, yeah, you'll be the one that kills the person that I push. Yes. <laughs> I'd be like, they weren't even near the road. <laughs> the driver drove into the pavement, I swear. Yeah, that would be me, literally. That would be it. So, yeah, I, it wouldn't even be my fault. Yeah, it wouldn't, no. Absolutely not. Good. Um, and then, you know, it's January. Yes. So it's a yes or no, but with an explanation, please. Okay. Would you ever consider doing dry January? No. Why not? <laughs> I think January is the worst month of the year, followed closely by February. <laughs> I think it's the it's, it's the month you definitely need a reason to drink. Why? I don't know why you think January is so bad. Okay, let me put this like this to you. <laughs> when it gets to January, I'm then sat there thinking... I have the whole year until the last week to celebrate Christmas, my birthday, and New Year's Eve. There is nothing else in the year to look forward to. Okay, Christina doesn't value her friends at all and doesn't think that the birthdays of other people are worth celebrating. Continue. No, but it's it's still cold. It's still dark. Mm-hmm. But instead of having the whole, you know, Christmas, you've got the whole, Yeah. you're looking forward to it. It's the whole build up. And yeah. so then I think it's just like the whole rock bottom and it's like all these celebrations all at once and like being with everyone. And then suddenly January hits and everyone's poor and people are doing dry January so they don't want to come out. It's fucking horrible outside. And yes, and I'm always like, I want to just get out of the country in January. Skiing is a good one. Or somewhere really, I've never been somewhere hot in January and I would love to just go somewhere that sun and beach. Oh my god, actually I was talking to someone today and she told me that she went to the uh, Maldives and she said it was the most amazing place on earth. In January? 
when she went now, and I think that in January it will still be fine. Yeah, I think it's one of those places that is probably most of the year is fine. Okay, it's near Sri Lanka. So maybe I should look at that in January if if we're allowed abroad. If we're allowed, yeah. What about you? Would you do dry January? I mean, I'm mostly dry anyway, (laughs) the whole year round. That is not true. (laughs) No, um, I don't know. I don't see the point in doing like a month. I don't feel like I'm that much of an alcoholic that I need a whole month of alcohol. (laughs) Because there's some months when I just don't drink anything. Really? Yeah, when I don't see you. (laughs) (laughs) I could do it, but I I choose not to. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I feel like I should have given that answer to make me feel more mature. <laughs> and for a final brainwave for January, because it is such a shit month, mm-hmm. my idea is to watch a funny clip every single morning before you go to work. Like literally just a five minute sketch of something that just makes you laugh out loud, just to brighten up your day a bit. Yeah, really good tip. So we'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Bye.